The scripture reading this morning comes from Luke 18, verse 9 through 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified, rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This passage reminds me a lot of how our society operates lately. Specifically, I'm thinking about television. I'm thinking about the different types of shows that have found their way onto the digital waves. The last surviving soap operas and reality shows give us a glimpse into some pretty terrible lifestyles that often have us thinking, well, my life is pretty out of control, but at least I'm not like that. Or at least that hasn't happened to me yet. In the realm of television, these shows tap into our human nature of wanting to be better than others. Often they prompt thankfulness and maybe even an opportunity to pray and invite God's protection around us and our families. Mostly it's used as a means of entertainment. Even, quote, reality is scripted and just feeds into our ids. We can get drawn in like moths to flame. We understand that the people on TV have signed up for whatever is happening to them. I often feel terrible for people on certain competition shows, but I have to realize that they are there by choice, and they understand how the game works. But mostly, it lets some people believe that in the actual real world, the one we live in each and every day, the one we interact closely with the other children of God, that they are allowed to treat people with the same disdain and judgment that they do in the people they see on TV. There are a few words that have come up in this passage and in the one that we read last week that I just want to make sure that we're all clear about. There are some words that repeat over and over so we know that they are important. And because we often watch too much television, the biblical meanings of words often become misconstrued and misused. The words I'm thinking about are justified or justification, exalted, and humble. Justification in in the theological sense means an action of declaring or making something righteous in the sight of God. It is about reconciliation, pardon, and restoration. 
It is about the gift of God's grace given to us freely. So praying justly and with justification is to understand and be reconciled to the knowledge that through Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. That the image of God, which has been distorted by sin, is renewed within us through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. To be exalted is to be lifted up. To, become, to be or become higher in status or praise. Theologically speaking, we exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. In the non-theological view, we put status upon someone or something and strive to have a piece of that type of praise that we place upon them. It often le leads to classism or cliques. And when, we used, and when used for others rather than for Christ, it can often come back to bite us. Humble seems to be something that is self-explanatory, being the opposite of someone who needs attention, someone who can rest easy in the truth of Jesus Christ, someone who realizes that there is a God and we are not he. It is to remain modest, and not put our own sense of importance above others in our lives. To be humble is to remain relaxed and groovy through life, not to pass judgment on others, but to remain steadfast in our faithfulness. These two men in the parable today are both doing as they should. They have both gone to the temple as they should, they are both praying, as they should. They are both exercising the Psalms as they pray. The Pharisee is praying Psalm 17, 3 through 5. If you try my heart, if you visit me by night, if you test me, you will find no wickedness in me. My mouth does not transgress. And for what others do, by the word of your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. The tax collector prays from Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. So both men are following scripture. What then could Jesus be trying to say with this parable? It boils down to the last bit that the Pharisee prays as he's listing all of the people he's not like, even this tax collector. Pride is the issue that Jesus is pointing out here. The Pharisee continued to place a barrier between himself and another person praying to the same God that they both worshipped. The tax collector did things differently. The tax collector was therefore counted as less than, because it was presumed that he was a cheat, stealing money or collecting on the Sabbath like so many others in his field. As Jesus pointed out, the tax collector humbled himself before God, recognized his own shortcomings, and was justified. 
Just then, Jesus, just as Jesus said to those who exalt themselves, will be made humble, and those who are humble will be exalted. Does that last part sound familiar at all? Sounds to me an awful lot like Jesus' Jesus's declaration that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Jesus' mission is not to simply change the direction of a line or take away from one group to give to another. Jesus' mission is to dismantle the process altogether, to tear apart the institutions that continue to cause harm, and to build a reality where all are safe, all are welcome, and all are able to pray without the judgment of others in a sacred space. Problem with pride is that it places ourselves above others and sometimes even God. Pride is one of the greatest sins. It made the top seven. Pride creates confusion in good deeds. If you need to go around telling others of your good deeds, is it really good? Christ reminds us not to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, which means to do the good work as you are supposed to do and move on. Do not list off all of your wonderful tasks that you've completed. When our, work, our good works are truly good, they will speak for themselves. Justification is based in love not in perfection or pride. Now the Pharisee is not deemed a sinner by Jesus. He is not condemned. Rather, he is used as an illustration of someone who has a little bit more work to do in order to move closer to perfection. The Pharisee viewed his faithfulness only in comparison with others. We should not measure our faithfulness with someone else's. We should not measure someone else's faithfulness with ours. It is not private because we should live out our faithfulness for the world to see, but it is personal. The relationship someone else has with God does not dictate your relationship with God. If someone believes differently and executes their faith differently, it has no direct impact on your relationship. Someone else cannot dictate how you love and care for your neighbor. If it does, then perhaps there's more work to be done between you and your Savior, Jesus Christ. The perception of others does not matter in our own relationship with God and the creation. When we are living truly into the kingdom of God, loving God with all of our mind, body, and spirit, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves, the perception and opinion of God is the only one that matters. We cannot earn God's grace because it is freely given. We can only accept it and give thanks for it. 
The Pharisee's comments about the tax collector suggests that the latter has not received God's grace. He is presumed to know by the man's job and outer appearance what his relationship with God must have been. He assumed the tax collector was falling short. But true discipleship is seeing everyone as beloved children of God. It is balancing love of God and love of neighbor. I want you to remember those words as you move through your week, as you are perhaps tempted to pass judgment on those different from you. And it will happen, we are human. Remember and think of this, which of you has truly accepted the grace of God? Is it the person going about their life in their faithfulness? or the one passing judgment. Amen.